Welcome to Being a Successful Leader with Carl Welty. Carl is a leadership pioneer with years of challenging leadership and consulting experience. Here's Carl with some valuable insights, practical and proven methods for being a successful leader. Greetings, Carl Welty here, the host for the podcast series, Being a Successful Leader. The intent of the series is to provide you, uh, the uh, the leader or aspiring leader, with uh, valuable insights and practical improvement know-how in terms of leadership. The uh, series, which we have an episode every week running from 15 minutes to a half hour, revolves around my three leadership uh, imperatives, if you will. Number one is being a uh, a self-aware and skillful leader. It all begins with you as a leader. Then, then we move, uh, we move on out and we develop a sound strategy, uh, the, uh, identity of our group and their direction. And, uh, that's our compass. And that's the second imperative. And the third then is we need people to rally around that strategy and, and that's creating a culture of commitment. So we, three imperatives again are number one is being a self-aware and skillful leader. Number two is, uh, having a sound strategy. Number three is creating a culture of commitment. Um, we have a book. I have a book for each of these three imperatives. You can go to if you don't have them already, because this is our like our 35th episode. And hopefully many of you by now have purchased a book or books. The three books are you can find on my uh, uh, website, wealthy.com. And uh, scroll over to Leadership Resources and then go down to the books and take a look at them. And uh, you can order right there by going to one of the three uh, uh, providers, if you will, Barnes & Noble, Amazon, or, or the publisher, Ewing's Publishing. Also, I should mention that the uh, past podcasts, you can go to webtalkradio.net, webtalkradio.net, and pick up with any of the past podcasts. And you uh, uh, click on Channels. And then uh, scroll down and click on uh, leadership in the workplace and then find my icon of uh, being a successful leader. And you'll see all the episodes there. Okay. Uh, what we have going here is a mini series on um, your interaction with your associates, your people reporting to you, your direct reports and small groups and that sort of thing. Um, and the last time we talked about approaches to managing, uh, I gave you four general approaches that I think serve as a nice guide uh, in terms of uh, your overall direction uh, to your department, your organization as a whole, your area, what have you. Uh, and uh, the four, again, were uh, the uh, manager, you as manager, as a doer technician, uh, as a conductor, or you as a manager, as a coach, or a manager, as a working leader. And as you go from left to right, hypothetically, horizontally, uh, you have, uh, you give up, uh, uh, some of the direction and allow more, uh, discretion, if you will, for your, for your followers. Uh, so that's a general approach. Today we shift to more specifics that uh, really parallels the approaches to managing. I call this our episode today, leader manager decision making options. So you have a general approach, but then you have different individuals working for you. And uh, depending mainly on their maturity level, which again, I define as their combination of their competency and their commitment, a maturity level uh, relative to a particular task, assignment, uh, project, or key result area, you'll vary your, your, you should vary your approach to pace with that particular person and the amount of direction that you provide. Uh, of course, you always should provide encouragement no matter what their maturity level, but um 
the uh, direction that you see, need to provide for that particular assignment. So they go hand in glove, but it's is more specific now as we talk about an individual or a small group of folks working for you. Okay. The uh, model that we have here parallels the um, kind of the uh, general approaches that we talked about last time before I just outlined for you. And so if you could just, if you have the uh, the book on building commitment, it's, just, it's in the performance coaching chapter. Uh, and if you don't have that handy right now, or uh, just maybe take a piece of paper and draw two lines, two horizontal lines across that paper. And the top line will be, uh, you can label leader manager options. And the bottom line, you can label uh, maturity uh, level uh, uh, of uh, associate, maturity level of associate or associates. So on the, on your top line, leader manager options, going from left to right, uh, again, as you move from left to right, uh, uh, allowing more discretion for your follower or followers and, and exercising less control on your part. So I have three uh, pieces here, directive, collaborative, and delegative. Directive, collaborative, and delegative. The directive is telling. Uh, and each of these, just like our, the four approaches, have their time and their place. There's no one best approach. It depends. It depends on the situational variables, which we'll talk about. And the maturity level being one, but there's others we'll talk about. So the directive is telling. The collaborative is discussion and consultation regarding the what's, the desired results, and the how's of a particular uh, decision or, or project that you're planning. And then the delegative is ample, uh, allowing ample associate discretion regarding both the hows and perhaps the what's of the decision or the or the plan. Uh, so those are the three uh, uh, pieces I have: the directive, the collaborative, and delegative. And again, no one best way; it depends. And then below that, in terms of the maturity of the follower, uh, just labeled. D1, D2, D3, D4 for developmental level, or if you prefer maturity, M1, M2, M3, M4. And these are, you know, these are rough guesses, but I mean, it's, it's a great little simple model that'll serve you very, very well. And so what you want to do is that based upon your assessment of the maturity level of the follower or followers that you're working on with this project or assignment, uh, you want to pace with them, and and if they're at the lower level of maturity, D1, perhaps D2, you're going to be a lot more heavy direction and stay close, follow on. And then as they mature over the weeks, the months, the years, um, the collaborative approach where you it's a shared decision-making kind of approach. And that's more the D3. And, and as they get very mature regarding, again, a particular assignment, a particular uh, specialty, uh, particular task, particular project, what things of that nature, uh, then you're going to be directive. So the three leader manager options need to align with your assessment of where you think the, uh, the uh, maturity level of your follower followers is at. Hopefully that's clear. Again, uh, consult the, the chapter in the, in the book of uh, building commitment. Uh, to reinforce this and provide you more details. Now, some important points about using the simple model of you know, pacing with your the maturity level of your follower followers on assignments, uh, delegations. Um, you it, it, when you pace, I like that word pacing with them. 
aligning your approach to their maturity level, you need to remember that you, you take it slowly. And slowly maybe as they mature over the days, weeks, months, even years, uh, that you don't rush. You don't go from a, a heavy directive to um, all of a sudden delegating. You know, you take it slow and as they mature. And you need to remember that people uh, develop at different rates and also develop to different levels. Not all of them are going to be maybe be a, a, a D4, maybe even a, a D3. And that's okay. You know, that's just what, the way it happens. We all have different potential. Um, so you uh, uh, need to also, in terms of uh, important points, realize that if for, for whatever reason, if a uh, if a follower of yours uh, regresses and uh, they're, they're say they're premature D3, whatever, uh, and they regress for whatever reason, you don't have to take it as slowly as you did as they were progressing. And so you can come in with a heavy intervention, a, a, a directive intervention and meet them where they're at and, and have a, a heart to heart or arrange some consequences. All the time you're providing appropriate support, regardless of the approach you're using and encouragement. Very, very important. Okay. In terms of situational variables, the key one we're emphasizing here is the maturity level of your follower, followers. Again, your, the competence times their commitment. And again, I keep saying that it'll vary perhaps from one piece of work that they have to another. But in addition to the maturity level of the follower followers, there's other situational variables that you need to take into account. Safety is one. I mean, safety is an issue. You don't have time for a big powwow. You just, let's get going, you know. Uh, time is, is, if that's of the essence, you may be more directive than you otherwise might. But there are some others here that uh, are worthy of your consideration. One is the quality of the decision, the importance of the decision. And the more important, the more that you may want to be involved. And, and, uh, uh, but also the more, more you may tend to consult a, a lot of folks uh, as you, as you get involved with your, your collaborative approach, you'll still be involved, but you find the need to really spend some quality uh, time with your people. And coming up with the best uh, decision or approach. So qualities are very important. Situational variable. Acceptance is another one. You might not think of that off the bat. Uh, how important is the acceptance of the decision? And again, you may collaborate a little bit more if you use that approach uh, because you want the people to be part of uh, the, the decision-making process. Remember the old maxim I've talked about before, people tend to own things they help create if they're a part of the action and the decision uh, and uh, the plan, they will have a greater tendency to own it and to see it through and be uh, committed to the success of, of the project. <clears throat> so you have quality, acceptance, time, safety. And another one is, is where's the wisdom lie? with this particular decision or this plan you're going to make. Where, and if you have a lot of, just a lot of know-how, I define wisdom as practical know-how based on experience. And if you just have a lot of experience know-how in this particular area, you might be more involved than you otherwise might uh, if uh, if that weren't the case. Uh, and again, you'd want to tap people uh, regarding uh, their their wisdom and make make sure you got the right people in the room in making this decision. 
Um, also, your your interests, not only your wisdom, but it may be that for some reason you're keenly interested in this particular decision or this outcome. And so you might get it more directly involved than you otherwise might because of your interest. Um, so just bear bear those things in mind. So the to review the situation variables again and the maturity of the follower followers. And then if time or safety is involved, that will influence the approach you're going to take. But also there's the variables of the quality of the decision, quality or importance, the acceptance of the decision, the importance of that, uh, the degree to which you have wisdom or the degree to which you have interest. So bear those in mind in addition to the maturity level. All right. <clears throat> Leader requirements for you. We talked about this last time when we talked about the uh, four approaches to managing. Um, there's a, a couple of things to bear in mind, a couple of aspects here. Uh, one, the, the diagnostic part and the range part. The diagnosis is you need to be aware of what we're talking about here in our, in our model. And the, the diagnostic skill is for you to be perceptive regarding which of the three leader uh, decision-making uh, uh, options uh, seem to be appropriate based upon your assessment of the situational variables that have come to bear, the directive, the collaborative, or the delegative. So that's a very, very important uh, piece of this. Not everybody does that, and, and and one approach does not fit all. I'm making a big point here about being flexible, behavioral flexibility. So diagnosis is, is one part of this, and the second is behavioral flexibility or the range. To what degree can you slide up and down this scale that we have from uh, directive to collaborative to delegative? Are you comfortable and skillful, comfortable and skillful in using all of these approaches? That may not be the case. Uh, a lot of this has to do with your natural style, your natural behavioral style, which we've talked about in previous episodes. It may be that your your natural behavior style is one of being fairly directive, getting to the point, uh, uh, results-oriented, that this is how we're going to do it, so forth. Um, that's fine. But there's times you need to back off of that, as we're saying, and to uh, allow put put the brakes on and allow uh, more freedom, more discretion for for people. And times they just kind of, other than having agreement on the outcome, back off and use a delegative approach. So you need to work on the collaborative, perhaps, and the delegative, if that's not natural to you. Maybe you've been all through this and you developed those skills, and and that, that's great. But if you haven't, that's really important to do. And it works in both ways. Uh, it may be that your more natural style is one of of collaborative, which like mine is. And um, in organizational life, the many years I spent as a leader, I had to uh, be conscious of that. And I had to work on an adaptive style uh, to complement my natural style of collaborative. So I had to, especially being directive, telling people just what to do, I had to I had to work on that, be conscious of that and work on that. It still was never my natural style, but I, I got good at using that adaptive style. So very, very important here. So two big things we're talking about is n- number one is the model. Again, the, the uh, looking at the three uh, options of the directive and the collaborative and the delegative, and then fitting that pacing with the maturity level of your follower followers. And then as you do that, understand that model and use the model, being cognizant of the, the need to diagnose the situation and then being self-aware of your capability and comfort of using the various um, 
options, the range, if you will. And uh, if need be, uh, uh, carve out a developmental plan for yourself in terms of making whatever mental model and behavioral changes you need to make to be able to shift up and down this uh, spectrum, if you will, from uh, from directive to collaborative to delegative and um, be comfortable and skillful in using these uh, approaches appropriately. So it's it's both the mental models, your view of, we talk about mental models a lot in this series. It's it's your assumptions, your beliefs uh, about uh, what is going on and uh, uh, using these approaches and how to manage them and these sorts of things. And then also the skill in using whatever approach you think is is appropriate. All righty. Uh, again, I, I re- reinforce this by mentioning the resource of the building uh, commitment book, uh, the performance coaching uh, chapter. I highly recommend. Uh, but again, if you need to really work on being nimble and skillful in using all of these leadership approaches, decision-making approaches, check out Chapter 7, Self-Coaching of uh, the Leadership Begins With You book. Leadership Begins With You. It's a dynamite process. I'm very proud of it. Whenever you have to make some individual developmental change uh, for yourself, it really walks you through a thorough process that you can self-coach and uh, be proud of the progress that you've made there. So check that out if, if need be. Okay, uh, so that's that's the uh, episode today, and it's it's part two, really, of a three-part, four-part uh, mini-series on uh, using the various leader-manager approaches in working with your group. And next time, we're going to dive into the collaborative approach. Remember, we have directive, collaborative, and, and delegative. We'll uh, dive into there and really talk about that approach. Probably the approach that uh, will serve you most times uh, the best, not always, but most times the best. And so it's, it's one that you need to really be skillful at. And we'll, uh, we'll dive into that. And then the, the episode after that, the fourth in this mini series will be the power of, uh, of delegating. Yeah, very, very thorough uh, treatise if you're on, on going about the, the art of, of delegating. So be sure to tune in for those episodes. In the meantime, I want you to take care of yourself, and uh, and we'll see you next time. <music>